Let us pray. Our loving Father in heaven, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your love, and your kindness towards us. We are grateful, Lord, that we are among the living today, and it is all because of your goodness and your watch care towards us. And we say, may all glory, praise, honor, and adoration be unto your name now and forevermore. Now, loving Father, we ask, as you have been doing for us, that you do once again. Bless us with your word, O Lord. Send forth your word to heal our hearts and our soul sickness. Give us grace to understand and to put into practice all that we will be listening to. Put your words in our mouth and help us to be a blessing to all who would listen and to all who are listening, Lord. Grant to them your spirit also to understand and to learn and practice all that they will hear according to your word. Do this and take the glory. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling December 15 A crisis before us. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. Matthew chapter 10 verse 18 The time is not far off when the people of God will be called upon to give their testimony before the rulers of the earth. Not one in twenty has a realization of what rapid strides we are making toward the great crisis in our history. There is no time for vanity, for trifling, for engaging the mind in unimportant matters. Kings, governors and great men will hear of you through the reports of those who are at enmity with you, and your faith and character will be misrepresented before them. But those who are falsely accused will have an opportunity to appear in the presence of the accusers to answer for themselves. They will have the privilege of bringing the light before those who are called the great men of the earth. And if you have studied the Bible, if you are ready to give an answer to every man that asketh you of the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear, your enemies will not be able to gainsay your wisdom. You now have an opportunity to attain to the greatest intellectual power through the study of the Word of God. But if you are indolent and fail to dig deep in the minds of truth, you will not be ready for the crisis that is soon to come upon us. Oh, that you would realize that each moment is golden. If you live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, you will not be found unprepared. You know not where you may be called upon to give your witness of truth. Many will have to stand in the legislative courts. Some will have to stand before kings and before the learned of the earth to answer for their faith. Those who have only a superficial understanding of truth will not be able clearly to expound the scriptures and give definite reasons for their faith. They will become confused and will not be workmen that need not to be ashamed. Let no one imagine that he has no need to study 
because he is not to preach in the sacred desk. You know not what God may require of you. Amen. The title of our devotion is A Crisis Before Us. Our key text, Matthew 10 verse 18 says, And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. What is this crisis that is being referred to? It is the prophecy of Jesus where he said that those who believe in him will one day be brought before governors and kings for my name's sake. And the reason he says they will be brought there is not just to defend themselves but for a testimony against them against the gentiles that's what he says for a testimony against them and the gentiles and it's very important that we understand that because when you come before these legislative councils and the governors there are many things you will discover there sometimes your answer will never suffice but the fact is that if you are prepared like it says if you have been studying your bibles you will not be left there confounded. In the reading we have, it says, They will have the privilege of bringing the light before those who are called the great men of earth. And if you have studied the Bible, that's a condition, if you have studied the Bible, if you are ready to give an answer to every man that asketh you of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, your enemies will not be able to gainsay your wisdom. And this wisdom is not the wisdom of the world, but the wisdom that is of God. As Jesus has prophesied that such a time will come when his people will be brought before legislative councils, indeed it will happen. How is this going to play out? As we have already looked at in our previous devotion, the seal and the sign of of allegiance to God is the Sabbath. A time is fast coming. It was Senator Sylvia Allen of Utah in 2014 who said in the United States that perhaps the government needs to be debating a bill that will require every American to worship in a church of their choice on Sunday. And that was her words. I quoted it, I think, almost verbatim. The issue on ground was gun violence. The Democrats in the United States promote that all guns should be taken away from the people and should be regulated, strictly regulated. People are not to have guns. The Republicans, who are mostly evangelicals and Christians, believe that that's not the solution. They believe that the solution is deeper than that, that it's a moral issue, that the gun is not the problem. According to Senator Sylvia Allen, I'm paraphrasing now, she says, if you take away the gun, they will use a knife. If you take away the knife, they will still do something worse. So the solution is in the soul. Is she right? Yes, she is. But what do they provide? Instead of then going to the Bible to find a solution, they go to the Roman Catholic Church and say that Sunday, which is not found in the Bible, is the solution. People worshipping compulsorily on Sunday is the solution. Where do we find that in the Bible? Nowhere. But there are going to be a people, there is going to be a people who would not go along with what the government says and not that they won't go along but the people who will still keep the sabbath of the lord as a sign 
and what will happen they will be questioned as to why they are going against or still keeping a day different from that which the, the government is enforcing and this is what will bring about being brought to the kings and governors to defend your reason for your faith today's devotion is making us to understand even if it is not about the issue of sabbath and sunday there are other issues that one could be brought before governors and kings to defend today we look at this debate of pro-life and pro-abortion pro-choice of course that's what they call it they don't want to call it pro-abortion pro-life and pro-choice and then there are other issues of importance to in the word of god we must understand as children of god that jesus has said that we will be brought before the legislators before the kings before the councils to give a reason for our faith and for a witness against them and you don't want to go there and embarrass god of course as you look at what is happening around us just today and in the recent years it is not far-fetched to how to imagine it's not difficult to imagine how you or anyone will be brought before kings and governors the media can choose to misrepresent you i mean just look at what's going on with in the u.s we have the media polarized the media is not a source of truth it's just a source of twisting the truth to whoever towards the favor of whoever is sponsoring them you have the conservative news like all the fox ntd newsmax and then you have the liberal one like cnn and cbs and nbc abc all of them saying different things about the same issue what is the truth we don't know it's been twisted by everyone someone might be saying the truth of course one of them might be saying the truth but the other will not want to and when i look at these things you then see the senate senate hearings are held recently it was the fbi former fbi leaders that were called to the to the senate and even people like mark zuckerberg and jack dorsey of uh, twitter and uh, facebook or facebook and twitter respectively and even the google ceo they were all called to the senate and when you hear the way they are questioned if you are someone who who who, who is hiding behind lies you will stammer and stutter and you will not be able to defend what you are practicing but if you have the truth on your side you will be able to speak boldly and how can you have the truth on your side if you have not been studying your bibles and that's why we are told if you have been studying your bibles not if you have been watching movies not if, not if you have been listening to ungodly music not if you have been reading your academic books that's not what will make you stand and defend your faith but rather if you have been studying your bibles that's what we are told and even if you are not told that what do you think how can you defend your faith if you've not been studying your bible and how what kind of study here we read those who have only a superficial understanding of truth will not be able clearly to expound the scriptures and give definite reasons for their faith they will become confused and will not be workmen that need not to be ashamed even though you think you know the truth you know you need to dig deep when discussing with people there's one thing i have found i and i've had to at least sometimes stand before little kings and councils to defend my faith and i realized that 
many times when you say something that is they can hold on to they will hold on to one part of maybe something in the word of god that you have said that may seem to give credence to their own stand or seem to contradict what you are saying and god will certainly teach us how to uh, defend ourselves before such people hold on to the affirmative that's what it is hold on to the things in the word of god that promotes clearly what you believe and avoid going to those bible passages that are controversial that may contradict that seem to because none of them contradicts seem to contradict hold on to the affirmative the things that clearly say what you believe when you stand before these councils of course we know that god will be with you but the focus of this study is to make us understand that we must prepare for this time and whatever we are doing today is what determines whether we'll be prepared tomorrow there was a time we studied in our devotion chaff or wheat one of our devotions sometime in october or so chaff or wheat whatever you are filling yourself with that is what will come out of you are you filling yourself with chaff what is chaff i mentioned it earlier worthless reading worthless watching of movies that do not benefit you even if you are not going to stand for councils and kings and governors of what benefit are those things you are filling yourself with chaff and at that time what will come out from you is chaff but if you are filling yourself with wheat the word of god the bread of heaven studying your bibles out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks as a man is in his heart so is he if you have been filling yourself with the right things the right thing will come out of you but if you have been filling yourself with chaff at that time you will not be able to defend your faith now is the time to prepare people are called for programs so come for this program where you are going to have bible studies and you'll be benefited by it and then they are calculating how much it they will take how much it they will spend they are calculating their time and what they will lose they do not value bible study they do not value the time spent they feel that the money to spend on transport is too much to come and learn what the bible says and to learn how to defend their faith they feel that the time spent will be too much to learn how to defend their faith and to learn the truth as it is in jesus so that they can practice the truth to them they have valued such things uh very low value and then taking something else to be more value of to be more valuable than the time spent in bible study and the money spent to come to that place it depends on us how we place our priorities if you keep on placing bible study and times for fellowship and relegating if you keep on placing them beneath and relegating it what will happen you will come to that time with a superficial understanding of the word of god and you would embarrass yourself now is the time to prepare many of us think we have next year how did you get that information please i'd like to know who told you you have next year who told you you have tomorrow is there anywhere you and god had an agreement that you are going to see the end of today why then do you plan as though you are really going to see the end of that you are going to see next year let me not even say the end of today thinking that you would push forward you the time when you study the bible there's a crisis before us and it is coming very soon who told you that that time when you are pushing it to the crisis wouldn't have come before then 
What makes you think it won't come before then? Maybe you've not been studying the prophecies to understand where we are now. This crisis being referred to can come anytime soon. The rapid movements that are taking place shows us that that time is near. And how much time do you have to prepare? Place your priorities right. Get to the study of the Bible and prepare yourself for the coming of Jesus and also to defend your faith. When you are doing that, do not see it as a waste of your time or your resources or your money. Life was given for that purpose. If you are using your life for anything apart from this, preparing for the coming of Jesus, you are wasting your life. Life has only one value and that is to use it to secure eternal life. If you are using your life for any other pursuit, you are wasting it. You are spending it. If 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 your life is like money and all you are spending it on is on things of this earth, you have wasted that money. You have wasted that time. You have wasted that life. Life should be exchanged. It should be invested upon to get eternal life because this life is temporary. And how do you do that? Use your time, which is your life. Use your resources, which is a part of your life, to secure eternal life. And that is to have your Bible studies and conform your life to the Word of God. When you do that now, you will be securing eternal life for yourself. But when you are not doing that, you are wasting your life and you will find out that at the end of the day, you've wasted everything and there's nothing left for you. Gone. You are gone. Use your time to prepare for this crisis so that when Christ will come, you will be found among those who will be in his kingdom. May that be our experience in Jesus' name. Amen. The reading says that you now have an opportunity to attain to the greatest intellectual power through the study of the word of God. But if you are indolent and fail to dig deep in the minds of truth, you will not be ready for the crisis that is soon to come upon us and fail to dig deep in the minds of truth. We've been told that treasures are not easily found on the surface. So when you go to a mining site, they have to dig deep to find golds and diamonds. And so is the word of God. And Proverbs 25 verse 11 talking about when you will be called to answer for the hope that is set before us the hope we have for the things we believe say a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver so we we've been called to begin to study now and say where are those who will be wise laborers together with god how few have qualified themselves in the science of saving souls how few understand the work that should be done in in building up the church. The Bible is the best book in the world for giving intellectual culture. Its study taxes the mind and strengthens the memory and sharpens the intellect more than the study of all the subjects that human philosophy embraces. The world is to be warned and no soul should rest satisfied with the superficial knowledge of truth and servants of the great king you should individually realize that you are under obligation to improve yourselves by observation study and by communion with God the word of God is able to make you wise to guide and make you perfect 
in Christ. It was Jesus speaking, so I'll give you a tongue and a wisdom that the enemy cannot gain see nor resist because he knows that they will bring you before men who are very learned and they will pick on every point of our faith. They will pick it apart. Now we understand that the seventh day is the Sabbath. But when they begin to ask questions using collisions and all these um, parts of the New Testament that they want to use to misconstrue or when they begin to attack your personal character attack you personally say things about you that is not true then you want to react and we have been called to be like jesus they will abuse you and they will misconstrue like the reason is saying that they will misrepresent even personally they will they will say things that is not really true but in trying to provoke you to anger so let us begin to study now to make improvements in all aspects of our faith so that we will not be confused when the time comes to make a defense or to witness for Christ because he says we are his witnesses if you saw what happened if you are a witness it means you are you were present in the in the scene and so you, you will not when the time comes when you are asked to give an account of what happened you will not be thinking or trying to formulate things and at the spot on the spot so you must have something to say concerning the the scenes which you you've been asked so my prayer is that when when that time comes we must be ready to give an an answer so the time to start to gather the information is now Amen. You want to emphasize on the area of living by every word. If you live by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God, you will not be found unprepared. One thing is to study. The other side of it is to live by that in which you are studying. You know, if you study for intellectual sake alone, you will be a second devil who knows the Lord, who believes in God, that there's a one God, but then he doesn't have a faith that lives by that very word which he be- he knows. So when you're studying, have it at the back of your mind that whatever I'm studying should come out of me in character. Someone said... Never man speak as he speak. But then the reason why never man speak as Christ speak was because never man lived as he lived. Everything he said was his character. I mean, check out everything in the Bible that Christ taught. You can see it practiced by himself so that his life reinforced his teachings many times over. Now you as a Christian, if you want to be prepared really and maintain the preparation some things you learn may skip from your mind the way you learned them but if you put them in character you have immortalized those teachings so that your character god can help you through your character to remember those teachings and as long as you review the scriptures all the time you will have more reasons to practice more reasons to believe now Another point in the, on this same line is 
do, he that is faithful in little will be faithful in much. How do you, um, how do you live out that which you have, uh, which you have known from the scriptures? How do you share it with those around you? You know, when you are in a gathering, you behave as if you do not know Jesus. Or if somebody asks you about what you believe, you don't even know what to answer or you answer confusedly or you try to make the person think it is the way we believe it or it is the way the church teaches it. You don't point the person to the Bible. Myself speaking, I have had experiences of individuals pointing to me scriptures that seem to prove that they are right in taking their stand. I will not mention those scriptures here, but you find that for yourself. Some of them try to use the scriptures to confirm alcohol, alcohol sales and alcohol consumption. Some, some use the scriptures to confirm that the, the Sabbath ought not to be kept. And when you read those places in, at the surface, you will believe what they are saying. It, is, it will be quite true from their own angle. Someone once said that some people read the scriptures to make a certain impression. So the way they will read it will make an impression on you that they want to create. And if you do not know all that parts of scripture on the same point, you will be confused. You wouldn't know what to answer them. And then the devil would have exalted. So my point, the second point I'm making is, how do you witness? Do you run away from the opportunities you have to witness today? Do you make superficial answers and say that's how church teaches it? When you meet with people who are very intelligent on twisting the Bible, then you will know that you need to study. The reason why God permits us to witness, apart from sharing our faith with people and bringing them to the truth, is so that when you encounter this kind of individuals, it will push you to the Bible again and you go and study. Yes, you may not have an answer at the moment. It may, it, it may not be that you may have an answer. But it will drive you back to the Bible and then you study again. Okay, this thing that this person is saying, I've never seen this thing before in this way. Let me go back and check. And then God will open your mind to see, okay, is it this way or it is not this way. But please, improve the time that you have now. If you are faithful in that which is least, you will be faithful when that time will come. When that great task will be committed to you to witness for my name's sake. Then number three, the point three is this. As the Bible text given in the reading says in Matthew chapter 10 verse 18. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. Unless you want to remove Christ from you, you want to sever your connection from Jesus Christ, then this prophecy will not come to fulfillment on your head. You will now become like Peter, who they will ask, were you not with this man? Were you not so-so-so-and-so person? And you then you say, I do not know the man. But if you say you want to hold on to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this prophecy is for you. You cannot hide from it. Don't think it is your child who is going to meet it. Don't think it is whoever who is going to meet it. It is for you. If God pre per permits you, if God says you are not going to meet it, then let it be his own decision. But you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, except you do not believe in Jesus. So then, it says here towards the end, Let no one imagine 
that he has no need to study because he is not to preach in the sacred desk. You know not what God may require of you. When you were born, you were not told that you are going to be this, that you are going to be that. Your work has been clearly defined by God. I am your owner and I will have to use you as I please. If you were Jesus Christ today, you would not think of going to the cross to die because it is your father's will. Think about how Christ suffered in Gethsemane when his will was clashing with his father's will. His father was saying, go to your cross and die. But his will was saying, how can I endure this great thing? This thing is too much. Today, God has also selected our destinies for us. You don't need to select it for yourself. And he's telling you something that will look like it in the, in the end. You will be called to witness for my name's sake. Begin now to prepare for it. Because this scripture is for you. Don't dodge it. Just accept what God has said and by faith, do as the brethren have been speaking since. Prepare. And the Lord will ensure that that which he has prepared for you will be really worthwhile and will, will really come to pass. And then at the end he will say, Come, faithful servants, ye blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world because you have been faithful. Faithfulness. May God have mercy and help us in this time of preparation. In Jesus' name. Amen. One of the lines here in the third paragraph said, They will have the privilege of bringing the light before those who are called the great men of the earth. The word privilege, it's something I would like to emphasize on. While men may be speaking evil of us, while men may be accusing us, when we understand that God is trying to give us the privilege and the opportunity to speak before the great men, it will help us to bear to the process. I remember the case of Paul when Tertullian in Acts 24 had accused him. Just listen to this word in verse 5. He said, For we have found this man a pestilent fellow and a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes who also had gone about to profane the temple whom we took and would have judged according to the law. Now, this is the statement or testimony against Paul. But Paul did not go about whining and complaining. He rather diffused the pressure. And verse 15 says, that, but this I confess unto you, that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and the prophets, and have hope toward God. So, Paul uses the opportunity to preach. And we know the story of Felix. If you go to Acts 26, to Acts 26, I would like to just reference verse 2. He says, I think myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before they touching all the things whereof I am accused of the Jews. 
How did you see Paul respond? He said, I think myself happy. When you have something good to tell people, when you have your experiences to share about what God has done for you or the truths you have come to believe and that has helped you in life. I believe all truths influence our lives positive. That's why we are told to live out the truth. We are not told to just know it in our head. Every truth of the Bible influences the character and makes you a better man. Is it the Sabbath? It makes you more orderly, more dependent. It removes pressure. It helps you to know how good God is. It tells of God's power. Every truth. Is it the state of the dead? The state of the dead removes the fear of the night from you. Talk about them in all their forms. Even the health, health message has a way of making you healthier, younger, stronger. There is no message in the Bible, there is no truth in the Bible that does not have a benefit to our well-being, our living, uh, our lifestyle. So by the time you are brought to speak before Agrippa or Festus or Felix, you would have experienced that truth enough to speak from your own personal experience. Paul said, I think myself happy, even though he were, he were in chains, even though he was in bonds. So what God is trying to do to us today is to say, hello, my friend, I have a job for you. Two years from now, one year from now, next month, tomorrow, today, someone is going to, there's going to be a situation that will bring you into the scene. It may be an accusation, but don't worry about the accusation. Don't start spitting or start cursing people. No, no. Take advantage. Consider it a privilege. You know, in Galatians 1, Paul said, but when it pleased God, 1 verse 15, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the hidden immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood verse 17 neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me but I went into Arabia and returned again unto Damascus we are told historically that his going into Arabia was to further study, understand the things which God had called him to. You may be destined, I may be called to a particular work, but the point is we need to take some time to reflect. Count your experiences. What does the Bible say about the experiences you've had? Prepare yourself because God has a work for you to do. So I pray that as we take advantage of this privilege before us, and prepare that when the time comes, uh, when the opportunity comes, our preparation will meet that opportunity. And it will be a success in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the morning. We thank you for the message you have for us in your word today. We know that the times we live in are dangerous times and we are coming to times when we shall be called to defend the things we believe. The time is coming when we are to look upon thee and leave, when we are to show to the world the things that we've believed all these years. Oh Lord, help us make sound witnesses to the truth. Help us live out the truth we believe and make your word our study 
Help us commune with thee day by day, that we may be called worthy workmen, rightly dividing the word of truth. Remove shame from us, that we may stand and make a sound witness for the truth. This is our prayer to Christ our Lord. Amen.